I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Back in November 2021, we told you that Amazon and Flipkart could have a major competitor in town, Shopee, a Singapore-based e-commerce platform. The company, which just launched six months ago and received around a hundred thousand orders in a single day, while quickly garnering a large number of Indian customers, has decided to exit the country. And this is Shopee's second exit this year. After arriving in France in October of last year, the e-commerce platform closed down on March sixth. Shopee, on the other hand, was never aiming for France. It was only testing the waters. But why is Shopee exiting India, one of its biggest markets, especially given how it managed to attract Indians and develop as a strong competitor to Amazon and Flipkart? Well, according to the company itself, it's because of global market uncertainties. Supply chain disruptions are another reason for withdrawal. Okay, this is reasonable, but these do not appear to be the primary reasons for Shopee's decision to withdraw. As per the Economic Times, Shopee's withdrawal came just a month after the Indian government removed Free Fire, a mobile game owned by C Inc, Shopee's parent company. And since Free Fire has been banned in India, which was in February, the company's share price has dropped by almost sixteen billion dollars. The ban isn't the only reason why Shopee is shutting down. I read in an article by Indian Express where it highlighted that the company had an FIR filed in its name for selling duplicate products on its site allegedly. In addition, the Competition Commission of India too lodged a complaint against Shopee for engaging in deep discounting. Shopee had also encountered pushback from a group of local shopkeepers headed by the Confederation of All India Traders or the CAIT. Who had demanded that the platform be banned? It stated that the firm had violated India's FDI guidelines. Overall, Shopee was having a difficult time in India, and by the time it had a real crack at India, it's over. And what that means is that the likes of Misho can now swoop in. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan, and here is the deep dive for March thirtieth, twenty twenty-two. When the pandemic began in March twenty twenty, many shoppers witnessed deserted supermarkets, probably for the first time in life. Two years later, there's a new emerging pattern: soaring food prices. Just when the world had started to recover from COVID-related issues, the Ukraine-Russia conflict yet again triggered prices of staple foods like bread, meat, and cooking oils across the globe. There's a major disruption in the global food system, and things only seem to be worsening. One of the outcomes of rising food costs is shrinkflation. What exactly is it? It's a standard formula. Companies are forced to use it when the cost of raw materials rises. You may not have noticed, but your favorite snack packet sizes are shrinking. So, what do manufacturers do? Instead of increasing prices, firms discreetly decrease product sizes. Food inflation has also caused Mondelez, Cadbury's parent company, to shrink the size of its dairy milk bars by ten percent, although it is still offered for the same price. The size of Britannia milk rusks and Polyji biscuits too has shrunk, 
just FYI. As we have mentioned earlier, bakeries are also in the crosshairs. The tax department warned bakeries that sell food prepared in a central kitchen to pay 18% GST instead of the existing 5%. According to Bloomberg's report, roadside vendors in India are now serving steamed snacks because palm oil and other edible oils are too costly. However, this is not a problem exclusive to India. Ivory Coast bakers are apparently aiming to reduce the size of their usual baguette. And sandwiches from fast food joints in the United States are likely to have fewer bacon pieces than usual. In another instance, the Russia-Ukraine war has pushed Indonesia, the world's largest producer of crude palm oil, into a scarcity. As the prices of edible oil rises, the local authority has apparently urged residents to replace frying with steaming or baking. And this is happening right before the Ramadan month when the commodities demand spikes. While these challenges are relatively manageable on some levels, skyrocketing food costs pose a true risk of starvation, malnutrition and other problems for the world's most underprivileged populations. A Bloomberg piece also suggests the ongoing conflict between Ukraine and Russia is worsening and resulting in an unprecedented rise in fertilizer costs. This will unfortunately only lead to more expensive food. For example, in the upcoming soybean harvest, reportedly the Brazilian farmer Zilto Donadello intends to reduce fertilizer treatments by 30 to 50%, leading to decreased output on his 400-hectare farm in northern Mato Grosso, the world's largest soybean producer. The piece also reveals sanctions imposed by the United States on Russia, a prominent supplier of potash, ammonia, urea and other soil nutrients, have majorly hampered supplies throughout the world. In another example highlighted by Farming Independent, small farmers in Zimbabwe and Kenya are switching to manure to feed their crops. And one canola farmer in Canada has already started stockpiling fertilizer for the 2023 season, anticipating even higher costs. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 